This is the Funky Gamer Podcast. Hello, hello, hello there. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Funky Gamer Podcast, a gaming podcast from a bunch of wannabe somebody yet still nobody British dudes who think they know stuff. This is episode 12. I'm your host, Ricky James, and in this week's show, we'll be talking about a departure from CD Projekt Red, Ubisoft's 180 on Assassin's Creed Story DLC, and Anthem's demo hitting the ground. Well, not necessarily running, but more kind of walking awkwardly, I guess. Uh, Once again, though, with me this week, I'd like to introduce my fantastic co-host, Mr. Chris Wright. How are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. Wonderful. And of course, the man who needs no introduction or translation, Mr. David Moore. How far art thou? Gentlemen, are it? Thanks for being here to both of you chaps. Let's get this bad boy on the road, shall we? With a bit of a gaming recap from the week. What are you playing? Okay, first up, let's go for this. Chris, what have you been playing this week? Tell me all about your stuff. I genuinely can't remember. It's been a really manic week. Uh, work's been work's been horrendous. Uh, so I've sort of been dipping into Forza mostly, just because I can. Uh, I played a bit of FIFA this week, uh, and I've yet to try the Anthem demo. But I'm hoping to get some of that done this weekend. Me too, actually. Did you, have you spent any money on FIFA yet? No, only initially. Oh, so you, you mean paying uh, for the yeah, game? Yeah, I bought the game and that's been it for me. I don't spend any more money on it. Good, that's nice to see. Kind of may suggest that it is possible to play that game without actually having to spend on microtransactions, but it is, yes. It bugs me that they are there. Nice, and you were playing something a little bit before we started recording, because I heard you screaming at it. What was that? <laughs> that would be Halo 4. Nice. What made you... Uh... I don't know. I, don't, I saw it on my, on my list of games. It's part of Game Pass. It was on there. I thought, I don't remember playing very much of Halo 4. And I've recently completed Halo 5, so I thought I'd, I'd go back and, and see how 4 went. Nice. You enjoying it so far? Yes, yeah. Uh, oh, one more thing, actually, while I remember. I no. actually completed a game this week. Oh, wait, wait. I feel like I need to stop the recording. <laughs> oh, insert fanfare here. In fact, I think I might just call that this week's episode title, Chris Completed a Game, <laughs> episode 12. Brilliant, yeah. What was it? Red Dead. Oh, excellent. After about 40 years of playing it, I completed it. Holy God. Congratulations. Dave, have you finished Red Dead? Did you, are you planning to? I don't know. I can't remember. No, no intentions. All right. Can I ask Chris about the ending? Go for it, man. Chris, what do you think of the ending? (laughs) Oh my God. I just wanted it to be over. They could have ended it about 47 times before they actually did. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, what what made them think the epilogue was a good idea? I don't know. It, I suppose it had to be in there because it mirrors the first Red Dead. But I know what you mean. It was long. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it was a long it's, like, it's like they, they got halfway through and thought, I'm going, we're running out of ideas. How can we pad out the rest of this game? Have we got any students in that can program this? Yeah, sure. Why not? We'll give it a go. They just got the students in, you reckon? I think so, yeah, because it falls on its ass about half. It's like chapter four. From then on, it's a real slog. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. There is a little bit of a hump in the middle. I still enjoyed the outcome, to be fair. And I'm still not going to try and like, fully spoil the ending here, but I did enjoy the outcome. But I've, it depends, doesn't it? You know, how you perceive that amount of time and what it offers you. It versus, depends on how you much know, you enjoy farming minigames. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I will agree. That is practically the summary of the epilogue there. But anyway, I, well, I'm glad you've completed it. Well done for that, at least. Thank you. You can tick it off your bucket list. I can now. Yeah, finally. Nice. Well, cheers for that. Dave, what are you playing this week, man? Um, a little bit of Graveyard Keeper again. Oh, you're still on the old Graveyard Keeps. Uh, the end is in sight. I'm nearly there. It's on Game Pass. It is, yeah. No, we actually found it. I spotted it the other day. <laughs> yeah, it's, it depends what you want from a game. I mean, it, it's getting my attention, which is a difficult thing to do at the moment. And I played a little bit of Shadow of the Colossus on the PS4. Oh, how did you find that? I've come to the conclusion that it is the most overrated, buggiest, clunkiest piece of shit oh, it's ever made. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't get what all the fuss is about. Okay, that's that's totally fine. I haven't played it, so have you played this, Chris? Yes. Previous gen, it was it was probably one of the best games on on there, but uh, remastered and yeah, re, remastered and remade. It doesn't quite work as well as it did in the past. I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't really seen much on Shadow of the Colossus because I just wasn't that interested to begin with. So you know, that, that's all I can really say on the matter. Just got it on the premise that it was an absolute classic and it was a must play but hey each to their own horses for courses i quite agree actually so i have played practically nothing this week oh well that's a surprise (laughs) (laughs) has your xbox even been turned on ricky maybe to watch netflix doesn't count Uh, i use my telly to watch netflix but that's that's by the by are you the right man to host this podcast that's (laughs) oh god don't call into question my judgment (laughs) I'm laying down the law right here. It's it's somewhat it's a somewhat valid point, Chris. I'll give you that. I'm going to endeavour. Okay, this is a promise. Oh, here we go. To turn my Xbox on next week. No, 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 no. Well, it, it will involve that, of course. But I'm going to endeavour to play two games before next week, and that is, I want to give Lego the movie the game, which is a horrible title for a game. Yes. A go. I want to give that a go. Okay. And I also want to give uh, Celeste a go. Right. We will hold you to this. Yes. Okay. I will have, on next week's What Are You Playing, Ricky will have some feedback, however little, on both of these games. But I will have played them both. That's my promise to you. So, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Nothing, apart from Warcraft. And then nothing still, so. Wow. Incredible. But still, that's, uh, Chris, that was, that was harsh. <laughs> well, you know me, a truth speaker as ever. No, clearly I don't know you. <laughs> as well as I thought I did. You harsh man. Anyway. Let's move on to the news and discussion for this week. Funky Gamer News and Discussion. Right, so we've got a few stories down on the pipeline. If that's a, is that a phrase? Does that make sense? We've got a few stories down on the pipeline. Kind of works. So down the pipeline, which is the next however many minutes, we have a few things that we'd like to discuss. Now, I've kind of planned this podcast a little bit differently this week in that we're going to kind of go round robin which is something I always say, but we never end up doing it. So we've got three news stories, uh, and I've kind of delegated one to our Dave, one to our Chris, and one to our Ricky. And to kick us off, because mainly this story was plugged my way by him, and I just did a little bit of research into it. Dave, do you want to tell us a little bit about Cyberpunk and their recent woes, perhaps? Is it recent woes? Hmm, I don't know. The narrative and setting director has left to join Blizzard on an unnamed project. Ah, so this was um, this was initially reported by PC Gamer. Yeah. What's the guy's name? Because I can't say it. I'm going to butcher it. 
Sebastian Stepan. Oh, God knows. I can't even pronounce it. Chris, help us out here. Sebastian Stepan. What he said. Sebastian Stepan. Stepan. It depends how French he is. But he's been at CD Projekt Red for 13 years, so... That is a fairly long stint. The creative director for Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3. Pretty impressive portfolio by all accounts. It's, Indeed. You know, we've only seen one demo for Cyberpunk, but The Witcher 3 was an awesome game. Very well regarded. What I played of it. Another game I didn't finish off. Oh, so I loved it. I did finish it. I can, I can say I did. I will do. One day. <laughs> I sunk over... I don't know, it was like... 100 hours plus into that game it was ludicrous I, I added it up it was like five days total worth of time nice like night and day which is sad so yeah this guy uh sebastian stepien is set to move uh as a creative director at blizzard effectively so he's leaving cd project red and cyberpunk 2077 to work at blizzard on an unnamed project now i suppose there's a few questions around this right Let's let's ask some of them, shall we? And see whether we can gather some thoughts on this particular topic. Us three, not a chance. Well, you know, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna try. But do we reckon is this an indication, perhaps, of how far Cyberpunk may be along in terms of its actual development? I.e., Sebastian's job is done, therefore he has left for Blizzard. Yep, a hundred percent. Which is what I said a few weeks ago. That Cyberpunk is further on than we let on. Which is exactly why I thought I'd ask this question, because at that time I was hopeful for your answer, although doubtful personally, but you know, you remain steadfast in that and that's good. I hope it comes to fruition. But I kind of, it does make you wonder what the opposite side of the spectrum would be in terms of maybe he's perhaps come down to, he's left due to some kind of potential change in direction on the game or some kind of reboot, in fact, and we have no confirmation or anything, in fact, from CD Projekt Red on this matter. But it does leave open that possibility, as well as the idea that he may all actually be done. I mean, when is a creative director done on a game? I thought they saw it through to the end. Who knows? You would have thought so, but we've heard nothing that there's been any trouble within CD Projekt Red. And we've heard nothing that he's left on any type of bad terms. So we'll just have to take this one as it is. There's been no new news on Cyberpunk, though, either. That's what I'm saying. There's been nothing from either camp or anything, so... No, you're right. You're both right. These little tidbits usually leak through somewhere or another. They've always found a way out, but we've heard nothing. So, to be fair, they didn't make his departure public, as in they didn't make, as in they didn't announce it. Somebody picked it up through his LinkedIn profile, and it showed the change on there, and then that got widely reported. So that that maybe does back up that theory that there may not have been any bad blood. No, he may have just moved on to pastures new. Hmm. I'd be interested. I mean, Blizzard are doing a ton of things at the moment for right or for wrong. So it'd be good to see eventually at some point in the future what exactly it is he's working on, especially having worked on two, well, or at least one critically acclaimed title, what I'm assuming will be two when Cyberpunk eventually releases. Yep. Good times. Okay. That's uh, as always with most of the things we cover, it's up to the future. So we will keep up to date on this story wherever possible in terms of. Where this guy ends up, Sebastian, we obviously wish him the best of luck. Doubt he'll ever hear this, but whatever. And put that out there, I suppose, into the universe. <laughs> You're an avid listener. I, I can imagine he is. Hi, Seb. We, I, I call him Seb. Because you can't pronounce his last name. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Well, I, I, I just call him Steppy. <laughs> wow, what a nickname that is. What does the restraining order say, though, Ricky? It says that I'm not allowed to call him Steppy. Or allow within 50 feet of him. 
I can yell Steffi. <laughs> you don't have to be within 50 feet, feet of somebody to... Yeah, I can get a like a, a megaphone or something. If you need that, you can just get an app, I'm pretty sure now. Nice. Anyway, that's a bit of a tangent. <laughs> nice one, shaft. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> Chris, Hi. just tell us the next piece of news, if you okay. will, please. I'm sure, I'm sure you've got this covered. We are away to Assassin's Creed and their latest game, Odyssey, which recently released its second part of the DLC. I don't know how nice. many are coming because I've not got the game. It is three, I believe. There's one more after this. Yeah, Odyssey's a game that's passed me by. Anyway, they released the... It's, it's a story edition, and players are not happy with the direction that it's taken. Because apparently it forces players into a heterosexual relationship regardless of how they've been playing the game. Oh, no. Uh, no. How dare they? So I'm gonna, I, don't even, I don't even know where to go with this. This, this for me, is a strange... A strange bit of it. Is this a massive problem or is it a very small minority with a loud voice? Maybe. I mean, I try and see both sides of the fence when it comes to stuff like this, just because, you know, being the middleman is always easy for a start. That's that's the main reason I do it, because it's really easy. Yeah. I can kind of see why these people have an absolute right to protest about something. I mean, the weird thing for me with this is the fact that Assassin's Creed Odyssey was an RPG. So if they're going to give you, you know, an option... Yeah, they allow you freedom of choice. Yeah, if they're going to give you the option to kind of choose your sexuality, they don't have to do that. Assassin's Creed, before it, haven't done that. Bayek within uh, Assassin's Creed Origins was heterosexual because by de- that was by design, and they didn't give you that option, whereas in this new game, they do. So I think the, most of the fuss here comes from the idea that they've put that all in the first or the original title, and then when it comes to the DLCs, it means nothing. It kind of make, leaves it a bit jarred. Yeah, yeah. What they have come and said, they will alter the, the DLC going forward. So we'll see what they do to it. They've said they're going to alter a cutscene um, that basically kind of shows this outcome as part of the DLC's finale, from what I'm aware anyway. Right. And, and they're also going to obviously update the future DLCs to allow reflection of the choices that you made throughout the progress of the main campaign. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see what they do. I haven't played the DLC. I need to finish the main game first, which is another thing on my list of to-dos, but I will. Oh, great. Yeah, and, and but the, I mean, on the other side of the fence with this, I can see why, you know, a lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon here because it's a voice for, just because it's a voice for their cause, as opposed to, you know, well, Ubisoft haven't logically thought out how their main game coincides with their DLCs in terms of decision ma- decision making, right? But people are jumping on that bandwagon as well, you know, just because, oh, it's, we're LGBT and we believe that these rights should be carried forward into everything, which I do think it should be, but... It's, it's a game. Who gives a... F- oh, it's a word. And there you're going to get your little bleep this week. <laughs> that's, that's okay. <laughs> Does it make a difference if... Uh, what, what, if what could go down the slippery slope here? It's a game. Sure. So, well, this is what I mean. There is the second side to things, which is, is it too OTT? And I, I understand why it's a very controversial topic, which is really why I wanted to kind of bring it up. It's not so we don't we tend to kind of steer clear the more controversial stuff. But I saw this and I thought, you know, what what is the the fuss around this surrounding? Again, my own research has led me to kind of sit in the middle with it to try and just understand both sides of the camp, as opposed to trying to side with one, because ultimately. You're not going to be able to, you know, you can't side with one and not and still please the other. It doesn't work that way. 
Well, yeah, Ubisoft initially give you a choice throughout the game as to how you play it. So why they just go down a straight path with any story DLC content is a strange one. Maybe it's the hand of the story off to the students again, like Rockstar did. Oh, God. Honestly, can we stop blaming the students? It can't all be their fault. It might be. How do you know? <laughs> get the student. Get the students on this DLC. We'll finish off the main game. Get them on it. Don't tell them no. Be worried. <laughs> yeah, don't tell them how the story pans out. Don't tell them anything. We don't have a story. Just go for it. Go with it. I wonder whether... <laughs> Can you imagine if there were actually students working on this DLC? Imagine, imagine just for a second that we were right. Could be. I can't imagine that would be possible. <laughs> You're so pessimistic. That's life. I don't know. I, I think if you start pandering to certain people, then you're going to split your player base completely down the middle and then ultimately destroy your franchise because both sides won't like the outcome of how it becomes. Well, that's what I mean when I say... that's a slippery slope to go down. Yeah, that's what I mean when I'm saying I'm sitting in the middle because it's just really easy to do so. I just, I try not to have a direct or, you know, direct, a directed opinion per se, but I try to kind of remain open to the arguments of both sides because in this case, what else can you do? And it is, it's certainly warranted again in both cases because there is an argument. I agree. I agree it should be there, but when it's pushed down your throat. Yeah. As, I, I, it seems to be an agenda that's being driven at the moment across media, games, music. I can understand that. We're not going down that rabbit hole, I don't think. No, sure. I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd like to know what other people think about this topic because it's it's there's such a wide, diverse array of opinions out there that, you know, kind of having us three sit down and talk about it is all good and well. But, you know, when you kind of build it into a bigger discussion, I think then it becomes more interesting because at least, you know, if you're open-minded and, you uh, you know, you're not too kind of angry about the situation, then it's, it's really easy to at least understand where somebody's coming from, even if you don't agree which hopefully I think is the way that the world can move forward. But we have world wars, so what the hell? (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) Excellent. Well, that's certainly a controversial one. It's a a very strange one to see in the gaming industry as well. I've never seen such backlash against a piece of DLC of all things. You know, this is the other thing. It's a piece of DLC. Um, Whilst understandable, again, it's just such a a weird topic because we never see this kind of thing in gaming. We'll keep an eye on it and see, especially see what Ubisoft do with the updates to said game. If I ever get to that point, I will certainly give my all to try and play that for the sake of the podcast. But God, I'm not doing too well up to now, am I? We'll add this to your list of completions in 2020. What about 2019? Or is that your point? That's my point. Oh, for whatever. <laughs> whatever. Right, okay, and I'm going to move on now, and I'm going to pretend that I didn't hear that statement, Chris. Anthem, the beta. Yay. It has started yesterday, so we're recording on the 26th Saturday. The demo started, I keep saying it's demo, it's a beta demo. That came out January 25th, Friday, and it ends tomorrow on the 27th of January. They've been having some issues, unfortunately. It's been fairly well reported on at this point, but... It's not going too well for them. That's not to say that people aren't enjoying the game. The issue is they, well, they can't get in. Well, they haven't been able to get in. Yeah, if if they can get in, most are enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. Now, I must stress at this point, based on what I've read, for the for the most part, the PS4 and the PC issues, quote unquote, getting into servers are reported as fixed in the main. Now, Xbox, again, as at the time of my research, continues. To to have fixes made on that particular platform, so it's still having some teething issues. Now, 
This was initially thought to be related to some server capacity issues, i.e. there were too many people being placed into servers and therefore that was causing some heavy instability with their logging processing or something like that. And it turns out that it was apparently some scaling issue. Now, I don't know the technicalities of this, so please, you know, don't kind of go just on my word. Go and have a look elsewhere as well if you're interested in this particular topic in any depth. Uh, but this is an issue that was scaling related that didn't show in previous scale tests. That was according to a tweet that I read by Casey Hudson of BioWare. So I guess some questions that we have around this, because, you know, there's a bit of controversy surrounding the entire thing in general, as is with pretty much every topic that we've discussed so far. What I want to know, is this, do you think, something that's, to be expected, given that uh, the game never launched on this scale before, you know, you're going to have teething problems. Name me a multiplayer game that released that, you know, didn't have massive issues that launched on wide scale. Um, Chris, what do you think about this? Call of Duty. Who? What? Yeah, it's a game? The recent Call of Duty had no issues at launch or any issues in the beta. It ran fine and smoothly from day one, as far as I remember. But what number Call of Duty is this? We're up to four. I'm going Black Ops 4, which is probably about this 17th game. Yeah, exactly. So would you say it's fair to say they've refined their process somewhat? EA should know how to run an online game. Plus the fact that it runs on Frostbite. This is true. It's their game engine and their servers. Every battlefield runs on since God knows when. So essentially it's going to be the same back-end netcode, I would have thought. They're about hmm, all type of thing, but... So if they weren't expecting that many to play the beta, why hand out so many damn codes? Yeah, well, this is the question, isn't it? So <laughs> I, I am a, I kind of a little bit torn against this because I don't know. There are so many technicalities involved in stuff like this. And I get it, all right? These guys are big companies with very, very smart people who to an extent should know better. But at the same time, I kind of think, well, what's the alternative? You know, what's the solution uh, other than to... You know, you can't always get things right until you test. And that's, I suppose, what this is, which is a beta test, even though it's been marketed as a demo. I think they've really messed up with the naming of this, really. So I'm trying to just get a perspective here on whether or not this is fair in terms of expectation versus what will be the final game. Or would it have been better to wait until the final game and then have all this this kind of an issue? What do you think about that, guys? Dave? Um, these are issues that Battlefields have had across the board. They've had online tests for Battlefield. It's launched. It's been an absolute waste of time. Was it Battlefield 4? was down for weeks and weeks. Yes, I think it was. Massive issues with that. I mean, that's the other side of it. But it's a bit late in the day to be running a netcode test, isn't it? The game's out, what, six weeks? Yeah, this is true. I mean, I don't know how quickly their turnaround process is in terms of, you know, being able to fix stuff like this. Clearly, they're quite reactionary. Yeah, we're, we'll launch on the 22nd of Feb. With is, is there some early access in there as well for certain people within? There is another There's demo, another demo next month, isn't yeah. there? There's, a de- there's a, an open demo from February the 1st. This is the VIP demo that we're experiencing right now. Let's see. Let's actually reserve a judgment just a little bit, and let's see what happens with that. I'll tell you what, if we get to that demo, if we get to that demo, the open beta, and there is a colossal catastrophe then I will join the skeptics, as it were. I'm trying to be a little bit more open-minded about, or at least fair about this right now. As much as I can understand what you're saying, you know, they, they, you know to a degree, they should know better. I was one of the few that actually managed to get on and <laughs> play it initially on the 20th. Really? Yeah, yeah, I did get on and uh, 
like you see how far in development is that build. So from what we've been told... It didn't look very nice. It didn't move very nice. And it felt a bit clunky and wooden. Okay. And barren. There's nothing there, nothing to do. And I don't know. Let you see how far on is this build. So interestingly, I have made some points down here based on a tweet that came out from, well, I think it was on the creative directors at BioWare, because he did clarify that this demo is the current VIP demo that's running right now. It is vastly different to the full release in a number of ways. Now, this in and of itself is a little bit controversial, but um, we'll get into the whys uh, over that in just a second. But let me just read you the list. So he's basically said the difference between this VIP demo and the final release will be that in the demo, you start in the middle of the game. Now, I've put a kind of side note here to suggest that this is actually likely to show you the power of javelins. If they start you at level one on the demo, I imagine there's quite a a slow path of progression. Yeah, you're not going to see very much of it. No, no. Exactly. So they start you in the middle because it gives you a better sense of the power that you'll be able to experience once you get to that level in the full game, right? I can kind of understand this. But then he goes on to say that there's no tutorials, no pilot picker, so your in-game human representation is, you're not going to be able to pick that variation yeah. of the game. Uh, the, the, the next two are the really the important ones, as far as I'm concerned, at least. And those are that balance is drastically different in terms of the balance of power and things like that between the different javelins and, I'm assuming, the AI that roams the world as well. And the second one here is that economy is com- the economy is completely different. I don't know exactly what that means. I think it's to do with the currencies and you know the drop rates and that kind of thing. It makes sense to me. And he also said that it's missing six weeks worth of bug fixes. To my knowledge, this is a build that came out in late December of last year. I've also read something very quickly. I'm going to shut up in just a second, let you two have a, a go. But I kind of, I've made a footnote here to say this. I actually think this is somewhat understandable because demos are actually created as a side. It's not just that they don't just take the full game oh. and plonk it in. It's like they choose a chunk, they, they wall it off. And that's worked on separately from the full game. Just with that in mind, I'd like to kind of get your thoughts on this and the state of the VIP demo and what versus what will be the final game. Uh, Chris, we'll go to you first and then we'll go to Dave. What do you think? Uh, I'm, I'm excited, well, first to get on and try and play it this weekend, if I can. If all the, all the server issues are, are sorted across the course of this weekend, I will more than happily sit there and play it for a few hours, maybe more, just to see what it's like. Maybe we'll do an episode in late February after the open beta has been and gone. We can comment on that. And also we'll have a little bit more of a play experience at that point between the three of us. So it might be worth doing a episode that's purely dedicated to that. Perhaps we'll see, even if regardless of how good or bad the game may or may not be. I think that might be a decent idea. I'm also planning to do that, Chris, um, after this, hopefully. Dave, what about you? I know you've, you've given some thoughts already, but do you want to add anything to what you've already said, perhaps? Um, from what I've experienced, I think I'm going to give it a miss until the next next round of demos for it. I don't want to sell it too much, but what I have seen and what I played, I have actually cancelled my pre-order for it. Cause I'm- okay, well, that's, I mean, that's understandable. I mean, there's a bunch of factors that come into, you know, pre-order decisions and things like that. And obviously, yours just haven't been ticked in that situation. And there's one of these points that's actually really quite alarming and that is economy is completely different yeah well this was one of the two that i thought was a little bit and this is electronic arts we're talking about here Mm. well this is that's the reason i think a lot of people are reserved about this particular statement it just reeks of microtransaction that statement there i do think bioware could do with clarifying what they meant by this somebody at bioware i think could do with 
doing a blog post or something, a YouTube video, I don't care, something to kind of clarify what they meant by this. And hopefully if they can, the reasons, more importantly, the reasons behind why this decision was made um, and you know why things are the way they are in this case, just to kind of offer some reassurance. You know, This isn't because we're going to, completely botch the actual balance that's in the final game and you know things are going to take you hours to farm la di da di da yeah they have been hugely active across social media for the last couple of days as well I know but still yet to clarify anything on this point like I say the balance is drastically different and economy is completely different that kind of that, that, you can look into that in a few ways I suppose sure I mean I, I tell you what I'd like to know as well is I don't think we're going to have an answer to this right now, but I'll certainly see if we can find out. I wonder whether the demo that comes out in February, the open beta, I wonder whether that will be this same build. Should be, I would think so. I'll have the hope, hope it'll have the six weeks work of bug fixes included. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be the same one. Well, at that point, it'll be eight. Yeah, I do. Hmm, okay, well, I don't know whether that's been confirmed or denied by anybody at BioWare, but... Well, I'll have to see whether we can find out and clarify it maybe on a future episode. Again, yeah, I'm quite interested to see where this one goes. Also, this game needs to be an absolute smashed out the ballpark by Bioware or it's game over for that studio. Yeah. I'll be honest, I have watched a ton of YouTube footage and I know it depends on who you ask, it depends on what they're looking for, but I've I've seen a ton of YouTube footage over the last week, as I'm sure you have in your feed at the very least, even if you've not watched it. Yeah, you have. And... Uh, for me, at least to watch somebody play it, it looks a lot of fun. Now, that is saying one thing versus actually playing it, right? So I, I will be reserved until I get my hands on it and I have an actual actual go of the game. But from what I've played, oh, sorry, from what I've seen, this does look like it was would be something that would appeal to me. And I'm, I am kind of excited for it. I haven't cancelled my pre-order. I may well do. Depends on how the bases treat me. We will see. Again, we'll talk about it in the future episode, I think. But yeah, I am quite looking forward to it. But oh, we'll see. D- Dave, there's every chance you'll change your mind, right? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Exactly. I know you're open-minded about this kind of thing. And whilst they're obviously first impressions count, 100%. Take I see as well. A lot of love for BioWare. And after Mass Effect, I mean, ugh. I know. <laughs> Painful. They can't. We don't want to see them go down ship, is really why we say this, right? Yep. Nice. Well, chaps, that's wrapping up our news and discussion for this week. There's not been a hell of a lot to talk about. It took me, I don't know, probably about an hour or worth of an hour of digging to try and find those three stories. And they were the only ones that I could find that were particularly interesting. I have one more bit before I hide in my corner. Oh, of course you do. But don't worry, I will do the questions and stuff before we we chuck it back to you, Chris. I I don't want to put too much on your shoulders, but tell me about the stuff that you've come up with for the end of the news this week. I apologize, because you did tell me about this beforehand. I did, literally 20 minutes ago. What I did was forget. Well, you know, stuff happened. Yeah, well, clearly, yeah, 20 minutes of discussion in between. So we've had some facts and figures for the uh, 2018 games sales and console sales. Uh, unsurprisingly, Red Dead Redemption 2 was the best-selling video game of 2018. Shock horror. Yeah, not too much of a shock there. The the kind of surprising one, Super Smash Brothers, set a new launch month dollar sales record for a platform exclusive. Oh God, this, this, see these these awards, quote unquote awards or titles that these games get. They're getting so convoluted now. Yeah, it beat 2010's Halo Reach. Wow. So yeah, you're going back a fair few years there for that one. It's taken nine years for somebody to knock Halo Reach off its little pedestal, you know? <laughs> yeah, which is pretty incredible. 
that's fairly that's been held fairly well by that title. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a, give it a little clap there. <laughs> uh, Mario Kart 8 finished 2018 as the second best-selling racing game of all time, trailing only Mario Kart Wii in lifetime dollar sales. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's mad. It's a big one, that, isn't it? Because the Switch is awesome. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got one. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah, including me, as we said last week. I'm getting on with the episode on that one day. Shh. Yes, yeah, your your stolen one, stolen switch doesn't count. <laughs> Oops, sorry, Nigel. All right, so here we go. we'll go through through the consoles and see see how we got on there. So, best selling Xbox One game for 2018 was what? Would you like a guess? Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Ricky, uh, uh, Forza. Ooh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 was the best-selling mm-hmm. Xbox One game in 2018. Interesting. Hmm. Is, I did not expect that, to be honest. Although, uh, maybe. Didn't they market it on Xbox? No. Red Dead was second. So, COD sold more than Red Dead. If, was Forza on the list? <laughs> Forza is not on this list. I don't know if I say that. It's in number nine. Ah. I had to look a long way down. Oh, damn it. A long way down. Damn it. Yeah. Bear in mind, this is an American list, so Madden came in third. Oh, okay. Fair. That says... That says a yeah. lot. I don't play Madden. So, uh, so, there you so go. PlayStation 4 just reverses the top two. Red Dead was the top one and Call of Duty was the second one. Spider-Man in at third. Uh, understandable. God of War in at fourth. I was just going to ask about that game. Yeah. Yeah, of course it was up there. But uh, yeah, sold slightly less than Spider-Man, which is a bit of a surprise. It is, actually. Although I'm not surprised Spider-Man's that far up the list, to be honest. Nor God of War, actually, for that matter. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely massive. Both games, absolutely massive. Disappointingly, Far Cry 5 is in there too. Yeah, it's a bit of a letdown. <sighs> it really is. So anyway, moving on to the Switch. Go. Smash Brothers, top-selling game Top-selling game for that. There was no, not even a question there. Mario Kart was second and Mario Odyssey was third. Yeah. They kind of turn into your first two points. I know, yeah. What are the chances? Very nicely. <laughs> it's like a full circle thing. What are the chances? I know. You could just nod your head and say you planned it, but nope, don't do that. Me? Plan? People know me by now. If they don't know me now, they never will. Guys and gals listening, Chris doesn't plan anything. And there we go. That is your lot. They're, they're your fantastical statistical analysis things. They are, my, they are my stats for 2018. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I really like rundowns of the sort, and I never have anything like that prepared. So, nice one, man. So, shall we move on to the questions and feedback? Yes, because there's something. <laughs> questions and feedback. Okay, so the questions and feedback that we've got for this week is just feedback. Because people like to let us know when we're wrong, and so they should. We're not wrong that often, though, are we? No, actually, compared, well, given how much of the stuff comes out our mouths, yeah, you're right. We could say a lot more that's incorrect. Although I'm pretty sure that not everybody fact-checks everything we say. Thank God. Including ourselves. But last week we made a boo-boo, chaps. We made a statement about Resident Evil 2 Remastered. We claimed that it was out mid-Feb, albeit it was a guess. If you listen to it back, it does sound like we're guessing. Although we don't actually say it's a guess, which is probably misleading, but never mind. It is actually out. Resident Evil 2 Remastered is out Go and get it now. It's been reviewed and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, everybody loves it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's reviewed very favourably. Have you picked it up, Dave? 
I will do. Oh, I'm going to definitely. I thought you'd have got it already. No, I haven't had time to do a lot, to be fair. Fair enough. Well, you've been playing with your graveyard as well. I have. Well, yeah, I would really like to know when you do pick it up and when you play it, exactly what you think of this game. So maybe in a future, what are you playing or something like that? You'll tell us all about it. Shall do. I'm going to pick it up. Nice. Okay. Well, that's really all I have. <laughs> that's <laughs> have, it. I, I love every single one of you that listens to this podcast, but please stop torturing me. Just send stuff in. Yeah, allow us, allow us to pad this section out a little bit more, please. Yeah. I might just start sending questions in anonymously to myself and then pretend that I don't know about it. But nobody will know. So if there's a sudden influx next week of questions and comments, we know where they've came from. Oh, see, now I've set myself up, haven't I? Because even <laughs> if somebody does email in genuinely, people are going to think that I've made it up. Yeah, they are. <sighs> there's just no winning. There's not. You've just set the precedent for the whole thing, mate. Alright, there's editing to go yet. I might just cut this out. <laughs> okay, right. Well, yeah, I've got nothing else. Questions or feedback. So we'll plug some stuff at the end of the show. I'd love it. Obviously, if you got in touch, no obligation, of course, but I'll still plug it anyway. Next up, we're on to that amazing segment that everybody who's anybody that listens to this show loves. It's time for Chris's Corner. Hi. Hello there. How are you doing? Hi. Hello. Why did you why did you turn seductive? I don't know. I thought I'd give it a go. I don't really think it's for me. No, me neither. <laughs> Good to know. Right, I have three bits for you this week. Three? Yes. I know you struggle you struggle finding serious news. I generally never struggle finding anything rubbish that goes on across the gaming world throughout the course of the week. Go on, let's hear it. We'll start with Red Dead Redemption 2. Are you aware of Gavin? And and his the man who is looking for Gavin. Is this the guy that wanders around asking The guy that wanders around towns just shouting for Gavin. You account you encounter him a few times in the game. Yes. I have seen him. Uh Rockstar have actually come out and said that Gavin actually doesn't exist. But that's not stopping people trying to find him. Why, 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 when he doesn't exist? I don't know. I don't I, you know what people are like, they've found all sorts of weird stuff in this game. So they're they're thinking that maybe if they just go around and have a bit of a, a mooch in every corner and under every rock, they'll find him. But he's not there. It's not going to happen, people. You need to move on with your lives. Is this like the whole Yeti thing that was in one of the Grand Theft Autos, was it? <laughs> I think it's up there, yes. Must just be Rockstar fans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're thinking uh, there's a lot of theories about who Gavin might be, whether it might be a dog, yep. a horse. This guy has multiple personalities and one of them is called Gavin. <laughs> but no, you need to stop people. Stop looking. There's more important things to do, you know. There really is. Just get on with your farming. Enjoy that life. Just finish the game. Finish the game and move on to the next game. <laughs> Just move on, people. I'm going to make a public statement right now. Gavin is real, is that it? If you are looking for Gavin, please, please stop. Stop looking for Gavin Gavin does not exist. Stop it. Even Gavin says stop, and Gavin's not real. This is true. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for that. I'm sure everybody who was looking for Gavin will now cease. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I've told them to stop, and you've told them to stop. It's definitely going to happen. We are the voice of authority on this subject. Mm, I th- I'd, well, I think so. If you're listening, mm. you are obligated. Stop looking for Gavin. I don't think it'll make any difference, personally. I think they'll still be looking for Gavin. Yeah, they will. But we can only do so much. What is going on? All right, back to Resident Evil 2. 
which we briefly mentioned in our mistakes section. Uh, yes. The one-shot demo they released, which gave you half an hour of playtime, would you like to hazard a guess as to how many people, uh, sorry, what percentage of people actually completed that that demo? Can I ask you a question before I answer this? Of course you can. With regards to that, is, does it mean people that actually played for, was it a set demo that lasted 30 minutes from start to finish, like without without fault, or was it the full game but with 30 minutes access? You were able to complete the demo. It was sort of a, a 30-minute-ish stage of the game. Okay, I see. So it was, you weren't on a time limit or anything like that? No, you did. It was, admittedly, it was a 30-minute demo, but it was possible to complete that within the time. Okay, so you want to know what percentage of people completed it? Yes. I will say that 73%. Dave? 27. I think Dave's cheated. I'd seen this article last week, actually. <laughs> Can I change my answer? I've seen this article through the week, mate, yeah. It was 23 or 27%, wasn't it? Wait, 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 wait. Can I change my answer just quickly, please? No. No. Why are you doing some research too? No, I don't know what the answer is, but I reckon, I know I said it's in the 70s, I reckon it's more likely to be, I don't know, in like the 20s, for that kind of region, I think. Matt. No, you, can, you can't You can't change it now. You definitely can't change it now. Unless you edit this to show, you, <laughs> to show you're looking good. I have, I have skills. Yeah. <laughs> 26% of players completed the demo. Yes, I was right. I completed the demo, but I don't know if I completed the demo, if that makes sense. So there were, there were 2.4 million people played it, and 638,000 of them finished it. Still a lot of people. I'm one of them 680,000. Cool. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well done, you. If you, if you completed yeah. the demo, congratulations to you. You've done well. Yeah, I'm special. Yay. Go me. <laughs> I am, well done, Dave. I am not one of those people. I didn't know that. Now you do. Nice. So not a lot of people then, really, is it? It is, yeah. That's quite a low percentage. Considering it's only half an hour. You didn't get very much time on it. So, it's, I mean, half an hour of your day, what's that? Nothing, really. I mean, I think most people just got it for the lols and because it was reported on as being a thing. Yeah, I think so. Okay, this, this last story baffled me completely. I saw it this week and thought, can they make that into an eSports? Farming simulator. What, what? Yes. No, that's the answer to that question. They cannot. They will. There is a farming simulator competition coming up in the esports world. Nice. With prize money and everything. God help the world. <laughs> what I have here is it will consist of 10 tournaments across Europe, culminating in the grand final at FarmCon 2020. <laughs> Which for me is, I'm going to have to go. Can, mate, can you take, please? <laughs> I, I, there's, we have Snapchat now. I'll plug that later, but I would like you to pl- pl- please post a Snapchat picture of you on a, a hay barrel or something like that with like a corn segment stick- sticking out your mouth. You're wearing like a tartan shirt. Easy now. And a straw hat. Yes. I wouldn't go that far. Dungarees. The prize money up for this, a quarter of a million. For farming simulator? For farm simulator. So apparently competitive farming simulator is a thing. And I was completely unaware of this. Do you know how it works? So is it like the fastest to, I don't know, milk a cow? Plow a field, milk a cow? I don't even know. I don't have... A, as with any of my stories, I don't have that much information, but that was was what caught my eye. 
the fact that the farming simulator now has an esports. It probably gives people a sense of achievement. Yeah, if if you're out there competing in this, then fair play to you. Good, good on you. Well, no, what I'm saying, like just playing the game in general, because it's like, well, you know, farming in real life, that's hard. Whereas farming in a video game, sitting on your backside, not actually doing anything, that's really easy. If you can take that into an esports environment and then make money from that, why wouldn't you? Yeah, no, more, more power to you. Exactly. Are you going to participate, Chris? I'll have to buy the game first. They're saying that. I think one of them's on Game Pass. Personally, think you should be careful what you say because it could end up like a scene out at Alan Partridge with the cows and <laughs> oh god, yeah, slugs off the farmers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be we'll be driving to uh, EGX in, uh, in in 2019, and somebody will just throw a cow off a bridge onto the cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god, the far yeah, I can't go. The, uh, bear in mind, I'm not. Uh, I'm trying to dig myself out of a hole here. <laughs> It's that it's those that play farming simulated that are a bit weird. Actual farmers are cool guys. Mm. All right, yeah, that's way to go digging yourself out of a hole, there, Chris. <laughs> Did that not work? Our, our audience are weirdos, but <laughs> <laughs> but the farmers are cool. Yeah, yeah, we still love you guys. Who do you think is going to be more pissed off about that? The listeners or farmers who won't listen to this? There's a question for you. You know, I, I, let's find out <laughs> in next week's yeah. feedback. Next week's feedback, feedback and questions will just be full of farmers slagging me off. <laughs> Hi, guys. Okay, well, the, the thanks for that, Chris. The next segment, in which case, then, I think we will uh, devote to farmers as it's a way that you can get in touch with us. Let's move on to the plugs. Plug life. Right, okay. Oh, God. I've got to edit this. <laughs> Uh, as always we'd love it if you got in touch with some questions for our question segment the easiest way that you can do this is of course via twitter you can tweet at funky gamer blog with any questions or comments if you'd like to be featured on the podcast then please do use the hashtag fg podcast so it's nice and easy to filter please please do also state if you'd prefer to remain anonymous in any sense yeah please do why would you <laughs> yeah no it's like I, don't, I never know i never ask <laughs> i i assume twitter's a public forum but you i'm never assuming is a bad thing it is it, uh, by the way if we can accrue a few more followers to account to that that particular account uh at, excuse me funky gamer blog i might actually start um posting some polls on there regarding like things like live streams and the games that we'll play and maybe some of the stuff that we'll start doing on the podcast and potentially in the future. So I would encourage people to go and follow that account, please. It really does help us a lot. Alternatively, though, you can talk to us directly. Me, myself, and I can be found at Ricky James. Chris, you are? At X underscore CW. Yes. You got it in one and within under, under three seconds this week. Well done. I know, yeah. Or alternatively, you can just text me. Yeah, that seems to be the popular method these days. <laughs> it's amazing. And Dave, you are? At A46 Div. And of course, you can find links to anything we mention in this section of the podcast in the show notes below. Beyond that, if you don't use Twitter, you're, of course, welcome to email us at podcast.funkygamer.co.uk. And please be sure to include the word FG podcast in the subject line. Awesome. Streaming. <laughs> I'm going to change how I do this. You're not doing it. After a long discussion with myself. I am. I'm changing how I'm going to be doing this. You're currently not doing anything. That's true. But I'm currently, I'm because I've been revising all of this. Okay, I'm changing. I'm going to okay. be doing this just due to current time restrictions and commitments. They're a little bit out of my control. Yeah. So I'm going to be moving from three nights a week to two, but they're going to be set times and set days. So 
going forward, Wednesdays, 7pm until 8.30pm, and then Sundays, 7 until 9. So we will be streaming tomorrow, that would mean. And you can join in the fun over at mixer.com slash funkygamer. Thank you for all the support thus far. I know that streaming hasn't stopped, Chris. In fact, I'd say we're just getting started. Temporary hiatus. You know, it's just, I keep saying that we'll, we'll start again. That's, the, that's my problem. Is that I keep, keep saying we'll start and then it's just not. So, it's, yeah, temporary hiatus, but I've got it back on track. I've got a plan, all right? Just, just. I personally think you should stream a little bit of Anthem. Yeah, actually, I will do that tomorrow, I think. If people want to see loading screens, yeah, tune in. <laughs> what time is the Anthem demo available to in the UK tomorrow night, Sunday? I think it's on all day. Till midnight? Yeah, it will be. Yeah, I think so. Okay, in which case, that's a plan, I think. So people won't people will actually hear this after the weekend. So sorry about that, guys. But what, whatever, right? Discord. Let's talk about Discord. That's been fun this week. Tweet Dave <laughs> for more information regarding his little drunken <laughs> antics. Boom. And we'd love to welcome you, of course, to the channel. You can go to funkygamer.co.uk slash Discord to accept an open invite where you can join myself, Chris and Dave, as well as a, a number of other mem- community members, excuse me, and join in on the Funky Gaming discussion. <laughs> as stated in previous podcasts, any new members, we get up to a certain limit that I'll define when I kind of think of it. Win a pie. They will not win a pie. They will receive a community founder role in the channel to distinguish you from anyone else in the chat. And a pie. Go, uh, right, Chris, any expenses <laughs> I go to to try and fork out pie for the next however many people, I'm, t- I'm redeeming from you. That's fine. I'm okay with that. So please check that out. We'd love to have you say hello, and please don't ask about the pie. Yeah, if you say hello, I'd like a pie, then you'd honestly... Love it. <laughs> Free pies for life. Oh, well, I'm not made of money. Oh, dear. This could, this could go badly wrong. <laughs> we now appear on a myriad of platforms, those being iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube, although I'm slacking on the YouTube uploads, but that won't be an issue by the time this goes out, by the way. Just saying, please be sure to follow us or subscribe on your favourite platform and hit those like or heart buttons if you've enjoyed the show and you're welcome to leave any feedback and all that gubbins in the comments box, if there is one. If you're listening through iTunes, I implore you, as always, to leave us a review or a star rating, a fair one wherever possible, as it really helps us out, and it doesn't cost you a bean. Oh, and yeah, Reddit. I've said it before, and I don't intend it'll take off as a discussion forum, but I do post podcast episodes there along with show notes, so if you dig Reddit, that's your platform, and check us out on there, reddit.com slash r slash funkygamer. I've got one more thing that I really want to add here that I don't normally, well, it's just a thing, I suppose. One final thing, one last quick tease, graphics. Ooh, what do you mean by that, Ricky? Well, I'm in the process of having some new branding done for the channel, and I'm hoping to get some initial thoughts on some designs that I'm, with a bit of luck, going to get through in the next week or two. I'd like to try and get some community feedback on this, so if you're listening and you'd like to get a sneak peek of stuff as slash when it lands, please be sure to follow us at Funky Gamer Blog and keep an eye out for future tweets, because, yeah, it has us all drawn faces. Oh, God. No one wants to see my dish, man. Is mine a potato with glasses on it? <laughs> Chris, is, Chris is a potato with glasses. Dave is... Dave. And <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, a little nerd with uh, round specky four eyes. I guess that's the only way I can describe. I don't know. I haven't actually seen them yet. That's what I, mean. I just know that it's due. So did he? Yes. Give, I, did, you, did the artist give us a haircut as requested? Because it was getting a bit long, Nick. Yeah. No. Well, I did request that. <laughs> I say, can you uh, give Chris some hair? No, I didn't say that either. I didn't say that. I hope he removes the ridge from my eyebrows and my monobrow. 
So, so the, these drawings will not look anything like us. Cheapest facelift ever. I don't know. I'll have to see. Well, that's what I mean. Follow, follow at Funky Gamer Blog, and you can let me know what you think, listener. Not you two. Maybe <laughs> actually, maybe you two. But in a separate forum, not here. Okay. Right. That's it. I'm done. Chris, any extras this week? You utter spanner. <laughs> you know I have. <laughs> I, I have one more thing. This is going to be a regular thing now, isn't it? I, I think so. Yes. You're like an Apple keynote. <laughs> what can I say? I'm the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Life is Strange 2, Episode 2, launched this week. I have yet to play it. Is it on Game Pass? Episode 2 is not on Game Pass. The first episode of uh, Season 2 is, which I'm guessing is to whet your appetite, but it won't. Episode 1 of Season 2 was a bit of a drag and a little bit depressing. I'm hoping they pick it up with Episode 2. I'm going to play it. Because I've also downloaded the season one of this from Game Pass, and I do, I genuinely want to play this. I've been saying so for ages. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing through the rest of it. But it's been a long time coming. November was episode one. Really? Yeah. We're into we're into 2019. It's been three months. Are they ex Telltale employees? I'm going to edit that out. I'm going to edit that out. So yeah, there we go. Life is Strange two episode two out to play now. Awesome. I will, I'm going to actually play... The, I, oh, God. See, when do we talk about it? I'm, right, I'm going to shut up and stop making statements that could potentially turn out to be not true, because then that makes a bad Ricky, and nobody likes that. So thank you for the additional information there, though, Chris. If you're a fan of that series, you can go ahead and you can grab episode two of Life is Strange season two right now. Go, 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 go. Dave, do you have anything you'd like to add? No. I think I'd best be quiet after me drunken shenanigans the other day. <laughs> it's fine. If you want to see all that, Discord, that's the place to be. Oh, it's all happening. Little, little, little rant. It's all happening. What a great place. In which case, chaps, let's wrap this up. Thank you for joining me, gents. I'll see you both next week for episode 13. Probably. You will indeed. Oh, I do hope so. We'll see, won't we? We'll see whether we're back next week. Excellent. Until then, this is episode 12 of the Funky Game Podcast. I'm Ricky James. I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>